Welcome to the Thriving in the Kingdom podcast with me, Vincent Kodongo. This is a place where you learn how to function in the kingdom of heaven with optimal fruitfulness through the application of its timeless principles. We have been speaking about unlocking the favor of God. And in our last episode, we spoke about two keys for unlocking the favor of God. The first was about proclaiming it over your life, in essence, making prophetic declarations of favor. And the 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 the, the, the Second one was uh, engaging in wholehearted and sacrificial service to the Lord. That was those were the the uh, seventh and eighth keys for favor in the series on unlocking the favor of God. So today we continue with uh, uh, the discussion on unlocking the favor of God by presenting another key. This is the ninth key in the series, uh, and so the ninth key for unlocking the favor of God is to embrace the kingdom culture of generosity. To embrace the kingdom culture of generosity. What is generosity? According to the Cambridge Dictionary, it is a willingness to give help or support, especially more than is usual or expected. A willingness to give help or support, especially more than is usual, or expected. <clears throat> the culture of sharing resources in uh, in the early church uh, unlocked the favor of God. There is a culture of generosity was there, uh, and the uh, the church, as you know, is a diplomatic mission of the kingdom of heaven on earth. So we reflect the kingdom culture, <clears throat> and the early church, the initial church that was birthed after Jesus Christ ascended to heaven. Uh, reflects this culture in uh, Acts chapter 2 from verse 44 to 47 this is what the scripture says it says uh, all the believers were together and had everything in common selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need every day they continued to meet together in the temple they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. <clears throat> so you see the grace that has been released by the presence of the Spirit of God and with the, within the context of them being generous, sharing their possessions, even to the extent of selling what they had in order to share with others. We see the scripture saying in verse 47 that they were enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord was also adding to their number. So the favor, uh, uh, the, as they shared, God's uh, blessing was activated over their lives. Uh, and was also used as a, a catalyst of, uh, of the grace that had been released by the outpouring of the Spirit. <clears throat> we also see in Acts chapter 40 Acts chapter 4 verse 32 to 35 the same church uh, the scripture said this it says uh, all the believers were one in heart and mind <clears throat> no one claimed that any of his possessions was his, his own but they shared everything they had with great power the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and much grace was upon them all. You see, much grace, much favor, much grace was upon them all. There were no needed persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned lands or houses sold them and brought 
uh, money from the cells and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone as he as he had need. So you see, the the this uh, the early church reflected that uh, the cult, kingdom culture of generosity. That was gener- so generosity is <clears throat> is not just uh, something that we do for the sake of uh, 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 maybe meeting the needs of people. It's a culture. It's a culture of the kingdom of heaven, eh? uh, the, which and remember the definition is a willingness to sh- to give help or support especially more than is uh, than is usual or expected and that's what we what we used to see that's the kind of uh, culture that we would hope to be restored in the modern day uh, church and this culture activates favor you see that they enjoyed grace they enjoyed favor with all people much grace was upon them when we are generous god releases resources to us more resources to us the scriptures uh, 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 say this in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 to 25. It says, One man gives freely, yet gains even more. <clears throat> Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. <clears throat> so you see, the verse 24 says that somebody tries to withhold but comes to poverty. But the one who gives him that gains more. And verse 25 says, when you are generous, you will prosper. When you refresh others, you will yourself you also be refreshed. By who? By the Lord. God will activate the refreshing by himself and also uh, by spirit and, and also move other people to share what they have with you because of the way you are a channel of blessing. <clears throat> the scriptures are uh, describe the this uh uh the impact of generosity from a perspective of unlocking favor and unlocking more that uh, of what we are giving uh, in second corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 to 8 second corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 to 8 uh, i read from the amplified version and this is apostle paul writing to the <coughs> corinthian church he says this uh, uh, uh by the holy spirit he says uh now remember this, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, <clears throat> and he who sows generously that blessings may come to others will also reap generously and be blessed. Let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose, just as he has decided in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one whose heart is in the gift. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and blessing come in abundance to you so that you may always under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely sufficient in him and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. So you see... The, the impact of generosity. It says that if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. But it says if you sow generously for the needs of others, then it says you will reap generously. You'll be blessed. Then it says uh, <clears throat> our giving should be thoughtful and with purpose and we should give based on what you have decided in our heart. And it should not be grudging, grudgingly or under compulsion. We should not be under pressure because God delights in a cheerful giver. Yeah? So, and what will happen when that, that is done? It's, it says that, who, that God will release uh, 
all grace, that is every favor and blessing, as Amplified Bible describes it, it will come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, not just some of them, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely sufficient in Him and have abundance for every good work and act of charity. You'll have more to be able to continue giving. <clears throat> see, so you see, this is a major way of unlocking favor because it says making all grace that's every favor and blessing. It's a favor. See, so, so as we are generous, we unlock favor. <clears throat> Authentic generosity is a matter of the heart. It is not just a gift. Huh? Uh, uh, just about the gift that you're giving. Because you can give under compulsion. Or you can give reluctantly. Yeah? You can give grudgingly. So it's, it's about a matter of the heart. We are not giving half-hearted like Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5 where they sold uh, land and they brought half the money and claimed that it was the whole amount of money. And because they lied to the Holy Spirit, they lost their lives uh, uh, in that, that, that stage, that, 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 at that time. So, so, so it should not be half-hearted. You should not be feeling like God is taking things from you. It is from a heart over an open heart. So it's a matter of the heart. Generosity that is authentic is a matter of the heart. A person who gives grudgingly or under compulsion will not unlock the favor of God. Remember, the favor is from God. That's why he says that uh, our giving should not be uh, 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 grudging, given grudgingly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one whose heart is in the gift. That was the scripture say. The, the portion of scripture I read from Second Corinthians chapter 9. See, so it says that. So, so, so if you are not a cheerful giver, God doesn't like that kind of giver. But if you are a cheerful giver, you will unlock uh, 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 financial favor and, the, and every, every form of favor that is unlocked by your giving. Uh, an example of this kind of uh, uh, giving does that not, does, that, 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 uh, does not result in that kind of uh, unlocking of favor is the kind of giving that we see that there's a lot of pressure in the modern churches. It's more inclined towards the charismatic churches. I've been in a part of a charismatic church before. And I would say, uh, <clears throat> and this is not necessarily just to criticize a denomination, but to say that it is where it's, this is most dominant. Huh? And it's not in all charismatic churches, but you find that it's reflected also in Christian television. You find that there's a lot of pressure uh, in the modern day churches uh, and Christian ministries for people to give. And so it is not according to the scripture because the scripture says that they, that you should not be caused to, to give grudgingly or under compulsion. I've been in some, some uh, meetings whereby I've seen like uh, uh, some uh, whereby there's been a pressure to give. There's a normal offering, then there's an a offering by the, uh, asked, requested by the teacher for people to sow. Then there's a, another offering asked, you know, like maybe sometimes three or offerings, you know, two, three, four offerings in the same service, you know, and somebody coming and taking the mic and trying to say, I gave and this is what happened. So it's making people uh, uh, feel pressured. It's like they are, they are doing it under coercion. They are not, it's not like, it's not willingly, it's not cheerful giving. Yeah, and because in, under that pressure, some people will be compelled to release some money. Yeah, and the problem with that sometimes is because there's, it's also promising you that you'll get something, huh? even if you're giving under compulsion and, and uh, grudgingly. Yeah? 
is promising you get something so it fuels lust you know it fuels lust for things eh? because you'll be saying like i'll give so that i get you know you're not giving willingly you're not giving to support the work of god to be a channel of blessing to the work of god whether it's in tithing or offering so that's the scripture is saying is saying is saying that we should not have that kind of give that no one should give grudgingly or under compulsion because God loves a cheerful giver. Uh, somebody gives willingly is the one who will receive the unlocking of this blessing of uh, and favor that comes from giving from generosity. So generosity is a, a willingness. Remember the definition I started with. It's a willingness. To give help or support, especially more than is usual or expected. So it's our willingness. There's an element of willingness. So it's not because of the pressure of the person asking you for a seed from the media. Or it's not because of the pressure of the offering the calls for offering made consistently. And sometimes the, the reason why the pressure is there is because maybe the ministry or minister is under pressure themselves to be able to pay for the maybe the hall they have hired the venue they have hired or to meet the church bills huh? you see so that's not the kind of uh give the generosity the giving that god was god gives us to give generosity from our hearts and what some churches have done i was in one church of the of this nature uh that came up with the safeguards huh? they, they, they have come up with policies to prevent abuse eh? i was in a church whereby for many years i was in a church whereby they, they they came up with a policy that uh, there should be no uh, no offering that is uh, uh, asked for by a preacher or by anybody but a leader except uh, one that has except it has been agreed before the service but they but outside that context there's only one offering that is requested and it's because to curb this kind of uh, uh, abuse of members or this kind of pressuring and making people which is not biblical it's not biblical huh? It is true that when somebody gives willingly, God will unlock the blessing, as we were seeing, as we we're discussing in this episode. But it's not under pressure, not under compulsion. <clears throat> uh, generosity also unlocks spiritual blessings. Generosity unlocks not just material blessings, but spiritual blessings. We can see this uh, uh, concerning uh, a man called Cornelius uh, from Acts chapter 10, verse 1 to 5. The scriptures say this. It says, at Caesarea, at Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day at about uh, 3 in the morning, in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Uh, Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come as a memorial offering before God. Now, send men to Joppa to bring back a man named, uh, a man, a man named Simon who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is uh, by the sea. Then it says, verse 7 and 8 says, uh, When the angel who had spoke to, uh, spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who uh, was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. So he sent them to call Peter. Uh, and that's after that, you see, like, well, that's when Peter... Uh, came and ministered to him after receiving a vision from the Spirit confirming the same, ministered to him 
and uh, the whole family accepted Christ and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So, 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 so the thing is that what you see here is that uh, what was happening as Cornelius was generous, as uh, it says, the, the scripture says that his prayers and gifts to the poor came as a memorial offering before God. Remember, he was not a believer, but uh, in the, he was not a citizen of the kingdom, but he was God-fearing. And now he was giving, and he was uh, praying. And he says, this gives to the poor, this generosity, it, it unlocked something in the spiritual realm, uh, so that the, an angel decided to, God sent an angel, God said that this person needs to be put into the kingdom for him to advance kingdom interests, uh, for a... Uh, uh, to, to flow for the whole family being taken up with uh, as uh, the Gentiles who are coming in into the kingdom in this season at that time, so you see, you see generosity unlocks. So sometimes when you give gen when you give generously, it's not just money that will come to you. You may find even as you as you, because of your generosity that uh, there will be an unlocking of peace. There will be an unlocking of joy. You may find that things that you may have lost may, may not come back. May, may, there may be restoration. There may be prevention of loss. Things may work out better for you at work or at the home and all that, you know, because uh, 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 God is the one driving that process of rewarding you, of releasing the favor uh, upon you. Yeah. So, so, so generosity is a seed that unlocks uh, uh, even, even, uh, uh, spiritual blessings, huh? uh, not just material blessings. Generosity is not limited to giving financial resources and material possessions. It includes uh, sharing one's knowledge, skills, gifts, energy, time, strategic relationships, strategic opportunities, and other types of resources. Even uh, spiritual resources like intercessory prayer. So when you are praying, do you only pray for yourself or do you pray for others? So when you are praying, investing in praying for others is an expression of generosity. Praying for your family members, praying for your friends, praying for the nation, praying for your uh, institution you work for, for your church. If you invest heavily, you are a generous person in that sense. So that's part of generosity. So, so it's about sharing all these things huh, with people who need help. So don't just give money. Do not just give money. Give more. There are some people who are willing to give uh, all the money that maybe the church or ministry needs, but they don't give of themselves. Yeah, and there are some people who only give uh, small. They, they like they can even be put in a leadership position, and uh, they don't they don't take responsibility to intercede for the people who are uh, who they have lead they have leadership they are, they are they are leading. They have to be reminded to do that. They don't take time to follow up and to care for these people. They don't invest in knowledge and skills. They just invest it in their small circle. So there are people who are not generous. They think about themselves. They may answer people. They think about only generosity in terms of giving money. So you have to ask yourself, are you generous? Are you generous to your spouse, to your family members? Are you generous to your friends? Are you generous to the church? Are you generous to... Uh, uh, everything, I mean, the sphere of influence that you're in, beyond just money, but in all these dimensions. Huh? Some people are, are, are mean. They don't share ideas. They don't share opportunities. They don't share relationships. Huh? You see, they, 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 they think about only uh, giving it to some people they like or some people who are their family members or, or uh, 
some uh, very close friends, you know, they don't see it as something that should add value to others. They they think about also sometimes of how they are the only ones who can benefit. If there's an idea, uh, they don't think about even helping people without necessarily having them uh, to charge them a lot of money or to not recharge them at all. So if you are if you're always thinking about how to benefit from the things you have and never thinking about how to help the people who are in need, then you are not generous. So generosity is more than financial resources. You should give your time to serve people, to add value to people. Uh, when Rebecca was generous to Abraham's servant who had been sent to search for a wife for Isaac, she unlocked the door to her marital destiny. You see, so she met the profile of the kind of uh, woman that uh, Abraham had asked his servant to search for to be the wife of Isaac. And the spirit also confirmed that to, her, to, to the servant. But the thing is, like you see, what was Rebecca's role? You could see the quality of generosity. Generosity, not just in terms of, remember we said it's not just in terms of giving financial resources, but in what she did. And because of that, you find that she 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 unlocked the door to a marital destiny and that's when you find like somebody that may be the, that may be your key that will open you to that dimension or i mean it doesn't have to be a marital relationship it can be another relationship at work or another dimension of connections huh? if you are generous huh? so this is what happens huh? in genesis chapter 7 chapter 24 verse 17 to 25 genesis 24 verse 17 25 this is what the scripture says it says huh? The servant hurried to meet her, that's Rebecca, and said, Please give me a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered the jar to, to her hands and gave him a drink. Remember, this servant is a stranger, and, and Rebecca has never met her, but this is what she's doing. She's open. Uh, in, in, then, uh, and, and then it continues in verse 19. It says, After she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into a trough uh, uh, and uh, ran, ran, ran back to the well to draw more water and drew enough for all his camels. Without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. That is journey of her, getting a wife for Isaac. Then verse 22 says that when the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold nose ring weighing a, a becker uh, uh, and two gold bracelets weighing ten shekels. Then he asked, Whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She answered him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, son, the, son of the, the son that Milka bore to Naho. And she added, We have plenty of straw and fodder as well as room for you to spend the night you can imagine so she came from a culture of generosity even when you look at verse 5 verse 25 it says that she says that we have plenty of straw and fold fodder as well as room for you to spend the night so probably she learned this from her from her family uh they are willing to help to accommodate her offering him accommodation and offering even straw for the camels see so you see the way she did not only give this person a drink was a stranger she also watered all his camels until they had finished drinking. So this is generosity. And you see, as, it, as, as uh, the whole story continues, if you want to see the whole context, you can read uh, Genesis 24. You see, like, because of this, this was a signal that 
that uh, the Lord, that uh, God uh, was pointing out to to the servant that this is the the lady who's supposed to be uh, Isaac's wife. See, so so you see the quality of generosity, and because of that, it unlocked favor. What about what if she had refused to give him to help him? Yeah, what she would have been like those the servant in mentioned in Matthew twenty five in the parable of uh, the talents who say that uh, you are a hard man and uh, you reap where you don't sow. What if she had that attitude? And some people have that attitude. Somebody wants to talk to you. Somebody is asking for you help. You are so guarded. You are so uh, locked up. You, you don't want to help. You know, like you don't have a sense of a bime. You know, like you are, so this is not just about helping in order to get something from a person, but it's having a culture, a willingness. Remember the definition you have started with that of generosity. So you're having a willingness to share what it is that uh, you have to, to help and even to do more than expected. And that's what, what Rebecca did. She did more than was expected. It, she was exceptional. Because, yeah. To be consistent in generosity as a kingdom citizen, we uh, as kingdom citizens, we need the grace of giving. To be consistent in generosity, we need what we call the grace of giving. This gives us supernatural ability to be liberal with our resources as a lifestyle. All kind of resources that we can use to be generous, including our energy and our gifts, our prayers, all that. So, so if you have the grace of giving, it will make generosity possible in a supernatural manner. It gives you supernatural ability. So, uh, the Macedonian church, com- commended by Paul, Apostle Paul to the Corinthian church, function in this dimension of grace. The grace of giving. It's, it's a supernatural ability to give generously. Yeah? So remember I said that to con- be consistent in generosity, you need this kind of dimension of grace. Because human nature is generally self-centered. And that's why you see that in the world, world system. And the, it's probably moved to the church. People thinking about what they can get yeah, only. They're not thinking about what they can give how value they can add. People think about preserving what they have, not get, not being a channel, not being adding value. Yeah. So the scriptures say this in Second uh, Corinthians chapter eight, verse one to seven. Second Corinthians chapter one to eight, uh, uh, chapter one to seven. Uh, <clears throat> it speaks about. Uh, it speaks about uh, the Macedonian churches and how they exhibited this grace of giving. So let me read uh, from verse 1 of chapter 8. It says, And now, brothers, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian church. You see, it's grace. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. You see, that out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. So they were poor, but they were generous. Uh, extreme poverty, they, they are still generous even that. So, so it's not about having, it's about a dimension of grace. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in the in, in this service to the saints and they did and they did not do as we expected but they gave themselves first to the lord and then to us in keeping with god's will so we urged titus since 
he had earlier made a beginning to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. So you see, they were in extreme poverty. They were experiencing this is their most severe trial, but they welled up in generosity. They gave beyond what was expected, beyond their ability, not just as much as that, but beyond their ability because they wanted to participate in helping the saints. And so Apostle Paul is challenging the Corinthians that they are they're excelling in other dimensions of grace, but it's telling them now that see that you also that excel in this grace. See, excel in this grace. So you need the grace of giving. Grace comes from uh, God through Jesus Christ. So we need the dimensions of grace, which is faith. Uh, also, it's in a way, in a broader sense, it's favor. So you need the grace to be able to be generous. And as you are generous, you will unlock the favor of uh, that comes from generosity. So as we go towards the uh, completion of this episode, I would like you to reflect on this. To what extent are you generous with your finances? To what extent are you generous with your finances, material possessions, time, gifts, ideas, skills, knowledge, relationships, opportunities, and prayers. That's the intercessory prayer. To what extent are you generous with these things? Uh, and as we reflect on this, probably you are at a place whereby giving is something you struggle with, whether it's giving of yourselves, because you see as the Macedonian church, it says concerning them, they did, they, want, they did not just give uh, financially. Yeah? They gave of themselves first. Yeah? They did not just give financially. They gave of themselves first. That's what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5. It says, uh, And they did not do as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. So you see, they gave themselves, not just the offering, they were giving them of themselves also. So maybe your struggle may not be finances. It may be serving. It may be giving you ideas. It may be praying for people. It's being faithful with the leadership position you are being given, the responsibilities. Huh? Not only thinking about yourself and your own small circle of family or friends uh, and having to be reminded to support the people you have been placed responsible under or not, not uh, <clears throat> just thinking about, uh, 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 let me say, not neglecting to add value to the people around you. Yeah, because it's like the barrier to generosity is primarily self-centeredness. Yeah, there may be dimension of lack of grace, but generally it's self-centeredness. That you're thinking about yourself only. That uh, 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 you that's something that needs to, to change. And maybe I can pray for you uh, in, regard, uh, in regard to that. Uh, uh, Heavenly Father, I want to commit the listener of, of today's episode to you. I ask that uh, you may look upon them with your mercy and that where they have struggled with uh, generosity, Lord, I pray that you may give them grace, this grace of giving, 
that they will be faithful in giving to the church, faithful in giving to their family, faithful in giving to friends, faithful in giving to everyone who has need, everyone who's directed that 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 is uh, uh, that you want to 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 help. And we pray that they are not just going to give according to their ability, but they will give with willingly beyond measure. They will not give grudgingly, and they will not. Uh, give reluctantly under compulsion but they will give with a heart that is open let this grace of giving come upon them I pray for them today for a supernatural impartation of this grace of giving that they will be generous on every occasion and as they do so I pray that Lord you will unlock uh, the flow of material blessings the flow of spiritual blessing and the flow of everything that comes from you through Christ Jesus to us it will flow into their lives and they will advance on this platform of favor because of generosity in Jesus name we pray Amen if you have been blessed by this episode I would like you to share the same or subscribe and uh, if you have not so that you don't miss any episode if you can share this on your social media platform share on uh, with friends family members colleagues or anybody you think or a group that you think may benefit from the same you can listen to it as a group and uh, just discuss the this matter uh, and also probably the whole series on favor and you may learn and discuss uh, or as a couple yeah so uh, you also can also give us feedback through the podcast platform from which you are listening to the message on uh, or the email address provided in the show notes or the social media contacts that are also in the show notes. Huh? May God uh, grant you abundance of grace for you to be generous. In Jesus' name, amen.